do you want to be remembered? What, what matters to you in this whole discussion of what do you want people to think of? Um, that, um, you know, it's, uh, I've always said that I wanted to be remembered as a player that didn't waste a moment. Welcome to the Kobe Show, take two. Didn't waste a day. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. And uh, um, I felt extremely blessed uh, by the guy giving talent. But at the same time, I didn't take take it for granted at all. So if I could re be remembered as a person that was born with a lot of talent, but did everything he could to try to overachieve, and you know, lived every day as if he was the 12th guy on the bench, you know, I think that's a very powerful message to have and something that hopefully the players that are now and players that will come later um, choose to embody as well. Welcome to another episode of Trending Up with Edgar De Leon and Sebastian Lopez. We hope you enjoy and are challenged to live life differently as you keep trending up. Hey, trenders, welcome back to another episode of Trending Up. We're very thankful and excited that you have joined us in this episode of as you've probably already realized by the title of this episode, we are detouring for just this episode uh, to talk about one of our favorite people on earth that we've been privileged to uh, see through our TVs and through social media and be a part of. And so we just want to dedicate this episode to Kobe Bean Bryant. Uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with what happened uh, this last week, uh, Edgar, tell us a little bit of what was going on. Yeah, first of all, happened. you most likely are living under a rock if you didn't know what happened. Um, most uh, news uh, news channels were talking about this, whether the, you are a sports fan or not. Anyways, on um, around 9 in the morning, Western time, um, mm. Pacific time zone, uh, Kobe Bryant was Kobe Bryant and eight others were traveling from... Um, a little bit south of L.A. to north, uh, north of L.A. And um, mm. they uh, were traveling at, uh, in the morning uh, when most helicopters were not flying because of the weather. Um, I definitely understand this because my wife um, worked with uh, helicopters in the past. And I have mm. friends who are helicopter yeah. pilots. And they were flying, um, and it was a foggy morning. Um, and... About thirty, uh, like thirty seconds or a few minutes before actually finding their destination, they uh, the helicopter uh, crashed into uh, the mountainside in I forgot mm. what do you call the, um, the the mountains or the the hills in Southern yeah. California. And uh, most helicopter cra crashes hardly ever have any survivors. And of course, this one, all nine souls perished on uh, Sunday morning and uh, mm -hmm. uh, Calabasas, the pretty, ravine. Yeah, Calabasas. There you go. Yeah, yeah Calabasas. Th thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, all nine souls uh, died and 
uh, quickly TMZ. You know, TMZ, uh, yeah. they're, they're, they're credible, I guess, now. <laughs> uh, TMZ <laughs> does not just focus on celebrities uh, like Britney Spears and, you know, uh, you know, right, right. people like that. Um, and uh, they reported that Kobe Bryant had died and five others, and eventually it was nine, but uh, people found out it was nine. But it was just a really sad uh thing especially for us um for our listeners you may not right right um you may not uh, be associated or connected with kobe um mm-hmm. the way that sebastian and i were but there's been extreme sadness like throughout the nation incredible and in, 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 yeah. in, in throughout yeah. the world actually um but like where were you when when the, this news was announced dude i was uh i was about to start watching um so there's this TV Netflix uh, series on Netflix, obviously called F One about Formula One racing. Uh, okay. I just started watching. Interesting, yeah. right? So I was just watching. I was about to watch like the fourth, um, fourth episode, and uh, my mom calls me. Right? <laughs> Your mom? Yeah. yeah, my mom. The thing is, we have a group chat with all of our family, and so yeah. in the group chat, which I hadn't checked my phone at that point, my mom calls me and she's like, "Did you hear the news?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And she's like, Kobe died. And, you know, you yeah, hear that and you're yeah. like, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Kobe Kobe Bryant? Nah, there's your line. Yeah. My mom's yeah. been a big Kobe. And a lot of my family, you know, especially growing up in South Texas, we're, you know, big Spur family, Spur, Spur country. We'll talk a little bit about that later. But so I check my group chat and I see Fernando, who's my cousin. The reason I became, you know, started liking the Lakers yeah. and the big reason I fell in love with Kobe from when I was a kid because I wanted to be like Fernando. Yeah, for um, sure. He tweet. He had texted a whole group chat. He said Kobe Bryant died this morning, and they're like, "What? How?" In, in a in a helicopter crash. So immediately, I get on Twitter, checking the news, and it was so it was just happening, right? It was so like nobody. Every no, there was not a lot of confirmation. I saw the TMZ report, and I was like, "Oh, it's TMZ, fake news. You know, it's not real." Um, but that spurred for me at least two and a half hours of sitting in my couch just on my phone. In shock and disbelief you know we we talked to each other for a little bit but where were you at when this happened i feel like this is kind of like at least for us because we follow kobe all of our lives it's going to be like one of those moments where it's like yeah. where were you when like 9-11 happened or when uh you know those big moments right um but yeah where were you at i i was in my living room um my son had just fallen asleep for his nap because we're three hours ahead here in uh, new york and um, I was on my couch. My wife was on, on the couch. Remember, we were, I was playing the game on my phone and my wife was watching TV. Mm. And um, I got a text from my, my older brother saying, Kobe died. And, I, and the thing is, we have, I was playing a game with my little brother. So <laughs> we have, so my parents named one of our chihuahuas Kobe. Um, and I was, oh. Like, oh. I was like, oh, the chihuahua died. <laughs> and um, then I, I, t- I was in the middle of the game. So I told Michelle, hey, Michelle, just Google, like, Kobe Bryant um, died or something. And then nah. she was like, oh, as she was Googling and my my heart just started, Drop. you know, dropped. Yeah. Uh, my heartbeat started going faster. And yeah, um, my little brother was playing. And anyways, it was, yeah, it was one of those moments that's just like very sobering. Um, and yeah. And yeah, you know, uh, we a lot. Some people who do not understand like what we've gone through or what we've yeah. experienced um, can say, "Dude, you haven't even met the guy." Um, right, but, right, right. But what do you think about the situation? Like, how do you? Yeah, man, it's it? um. I want to share. I know for those. I, I, the thing is, I at least where I'm at, um, 
people have been pretty like not just not just receptive but pretty like in grieving as well because it's just been so heavy for all of us right um <clears throat> yeah and i think i think people people are at crossroads we'll talk a little bit about it later what it why it is but um i my cousin sent me this she was checking up on me so i appreciate you annie she was on the podcast you know as a as a, as a therapist wow, yeah. and counselor it's a good cousin um and she knows that we love her yeah yeah so i text i've been texting fernando a lot more now too just because you know we we're trying to process this together but, yeah which has been nice you know a good connection in the midst of this pain for sure but she she t- she messaged me something from instagram from this doctor who talks about the mind and stuff she says that grief is a natural reaction to loss and all rules about how you think you should feel need to mm. go out the window so that's mm. kind of my response to people that are like you don't even know him like why are you mourning like you're not you know think about the family and i'm like yeah yeah they're i'm sure they're devastated even more but she'll so the doctor continues and says it's okay to mourn the loss of someone you didn't know personally but touched your life in some way right yeah, so i sure. tweeted about it too and i was like you know even though kobe didn't know me personally i knew him just because i had i don't know being just such big sports fans that we are you know and and um yeah he was in our living room so many days. You know, I was seeing the math. He had been in so many playoff games. I, couldn't, I can't think of maybe 120 some. And we had seen him like 120 different nights, right, over the, you know, in, at least just in playoffs that he was in our TV screens that we were watching. And this is like just, this is just, I think it was just finals and, 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 and playoff appearances. So it's like, yeah, he literally walked into our living room and was there. And we were seeing him clutch moment after clutch moment, win, wins and losses and all that. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, I, I think it's, it's hard for people to understand. Um, Chantal tried to compare it to a little bit to how we feel about Jesus, knowing that we've never met him, you know, and how that can bring us when we talk about, think about his death, it can bring us so much grief. Obviously it's not the same. It's Jesus and Kobe. We're not saying that Kobe is Jesus <laughs> no, no, or our not, savior, you're not saying that. but yeah. in the sense of comparing someone you've never met causing you so much pain, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. That you've read about and seen and, and witnessed. So yeah, I don't know how you've handled when people are like, "Dude, what are you doing? Why are you crying? Why are you?" Well, so I, I, I think, I think people that which people don't understand, they will critique right. um, in, in right. unfairly, and right. um, people are humans. And I was thinking about how I was feeling, and the number one thought that came into my mind was, like, there's this, there's this athlete that we followed um, from the late late uh, '90s, you know, when I was growing up to uh 2016 when he retired and, and even post his retirement um right you see this this person and they've um you see the, the when the cameras are on you mm-hmm. see their best when when kobe won an oscar when kobe won right, five right, championships right. when kobe did right. all this thing you know tw- the, the the last game of his career he scores 60 points and some people are gonna be like oh that's just point talk like why are you mentioning 60 points in an NBA game on is, your last game like who hard. has a final yeah, game like people that people do not can even score that in their best uh, uh, you know right, section right, of their right, careers right, right. so uh, right. you see the good and and that's why people are so emotionally connected to to Kobe because it, Kobe's mm-hmm. brought so much like happiness to them um, right. but uh, what are yeah. some like I think yeah, yeah oh sorry w- I just want to just do two things real quick before we move on uh I think I think one one lesson that we and we've taken this from the other episodes too, right? Like, who are we, we cannot put ourselves in a position to say to sell someone you cannot mourn that way, right? Um, in any situation, obviously now we're talking about Kobe, but um, there's never a right time for you to be like, hey, stop crying, 
this is not a, you know, don't mourn this way. You got to mourn differently. Like everyone mourns and processes differently. And so we got to encourage each other. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And I forgot that second point. So, but yeah, sorry. Sorry to cut you off. I was just going to ask you, like, what are some <laughs> memories that, that, that you have uh, from Kobe? Yeah. So, like I said, I, I was introduced to Kobe and the Lakers, and I don't know how you were brought. I mean, obviously, you had some, you'd spent time in, a, in actual Los Angeles, but growing up in Texas, big Dallas Mavericks, Dallas Cowboys, San Antonio Spurs area, at least where I was there, it was just the Spurs. But my cousin, who at the time was my favorite cousin, you know, Fernando, loved the Lakers. At the and time. He actually like, told me. Like he said at the time. At the time, right. <laughs> I mean, he's still, he's still, one. I just don't want to, <laughs> I got in trouble last time with Annie. She's like, I don't <laughs> I've grown, but I was really attached to the hip with Fernando. Yeah, um, for sure. And I still love him, obviously, to this day. He, was he looks like just everything. a six foot four version of you, dude. That's my opinion. Yeah, he's but just he's like really like good looking. <laughs> he's just really, he's just really buff and he can still dunk. And like, I'm like, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. But needless to say, he was, he just messy, messy me this week. And he was like, man, he was actually at Kobe's first NBA start in Dallas. Wow. In wow. January 28, 1997, my mom's birthday. So he, he's journeyed with Kobe since the beginning, right? And I think that's one thing that we can take together, too, is that we've yeah. literally grown with Kobe. He's not our age. He's, pro he's probably, like, he's, what, like, almost 14 years older than us? Yeah. But we, we were able to see him when he was very young to then maturing and getting better, it's changing numbers, you know, literally changing uh, times in his career. Um, I remember, a too, like, um, showing up to school, and I would, my mom would drop me off really early. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, man, I would get to school when the lights weren't even on yet. And I was like, that's how early <laughs> we would get there sometimes. <laughs> but there was a guy, uh, one of my friends, Tony Ventura, who a big Kobe and Lakers fan as well. I got to reach out to him. Um, and I remember we would be there. We would sometimes be so early, and he was, uh, he was a couple years older than me. But we would just talk about Kobe and the Lakers and the games before. And I remember sitting there and talking about – his epic game against the Suns in 2006 when he had that, like that, um, not almost a buzzer, but like game winner, right? And uh, I don't know if it yeah. was overtime, yeah. but I remember talking, like we would be like, look, pretending and doing the motions and reliving it, right? And um, <laughs> then I, yeah. So things like that, it was just like, it, I was thinking like Kobe, the, the reason Kobe meant so much to me, I think is because I have so many memories and people that I've sure. met because oh, of Kobe, if that makes sense right yeah, so yeah, yeah. kobe you know yeah, when sure. we would be watching games down at southern remember all we would just go down there doing yeah. homework staying past our bedtime because it's the east coast yeah. and all the games in the pacific are like super early or super late for us but we would be down there in the rec center watching these games and cheering for kobe and the lakers even especially when we were there in college it was like the bad years where lakers were not good at all um but things like that too like even throwing trash on the you know and you would both roll up the, the trash yeah. and say, Kobe, Kobe, or you're playing basketball at home. I remember in my driveway, just inspired by Kobe, like trying to, sh I would count in my mind out loud, right? Like five, four, <laughs> and I would shoot and I would pretend I'm beating the Celtics and I'm just like reliving <laughs> Kobe. So, so yeah, man, a lot of favorite memories, man. A lot of, a lot of friends. It, it's funny. So I grew up in Los Angeles. I was born at the, mm -hmm. the University of Southern California's medical center so usc's medical center and um i i grew up there for 15 years but in 2006 my right. my parents decided to move to arizona so then not that's where my parents live now in tucson arizona um and when we moved uh in 2006 the lakers um had kobe a young a young kobe bryant and Shaq mm -hmm. was just traded to miami and miami mm. wins that year and um 
yeah. for about like two or three years, the the Phoenix Suns were a really good team with Steve yes, Nash, dude, Sean Marion, Amari Stoudemire, and and I remember yeah. living in Tucson and and being a Lakers fan, and people hated the Lakers, mm-hmm. and the Suns were really good, and I remember in 2006. Kobe had that 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 I that think tie, that that buzzer beater to tie the game to go overtime. Um, yeah, I remember yeah. reenacting that uh, in in the backyard of where my cousins live in California, and just right, you know, right. he brought so much like memories, and mm-hmm. uh, and that really impacted us, you know. Um, and yeah, dude. but but he wasn't a perfect person, right? Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Talk Kobe, about yeah. this. Yeah, Kobe wasn't a perfect person. Obviously, like every other person, and I know. Um, and I, I, we wanted to share this because I know we've seen some people on social media not just not feeling 100% comfortable in celebrating all the life of Kobe. So Kobe had an incident in 2003 where he was accused of sexual assault, um, of, of rape by, I'm not really from. I remember it was kind of, he was in a hotel in Colorado and yep. he did, he had sex with uh, with an individual. Uh, I think she worked there, right? Or she, like I that. think she worked there too. And I think she was 19. I'm trying to remember, but long story short they had went to i think i don't know if they went to court or not but the charges were dismissed and they had made a they, they, they made court. like a yeah, yeah they, did they didn't court, have but they settled that's they settled that's what it was it was yeah. they, they, they they did a settlement so i know a lot of people have been and I, I i can see that you know where people have been like you know i just don't understand how we can glorify a an abuser and someone that has you know did this right um, so I, I can see how it definitely is hard i do want to say that i know seeing kobe's life and and we talked about this too when he had his his press conference and he was very apologetic. Obviously, yeah. you're gonna be apologetic when you get caught, right? But yeah, I know. Um, he talked. Yeah. He was he confessed. He asked for forgiveness and he regretted his actions. And he, he you know, as I, I know many times, you're like, oh, okay, everyone says that, um, but he believed it was consensual. But he then realized that how his actions could definitely be seen as uh, sexual assault and whatnot. So um, I do believe that that was a turning point in his career. Um, that where where he changed i'm not sure when he specifically changed his number to 24 i don't know if it was around that time but i know he I I, he's I'm, 2007 anyways okay so maybe that next uh, a couple of years after that but um mm-hmm. i know that since then he's just been a person that as you look through social media and espn and every other reports coming out by professionals people really speak highly of him right i i think you can say that he learned from his mistakes like right, um, right. A, few, a few years later, about you know, t- early to the late two thousands, no, early yeah. two thousand ten or eleven, um, he he said a homophobic or a, a, a slur and used a gay term to try to demean someone. Um, yeah. You know, he wasn't a perfect person. People didn't like that he was cocky. People didn't right, like right. that you know uh, that he was a ball hog. Like right, right. people like this is the thing. People are not perfect, and I think mm-hmm. when. You, if you think someone is perfect, um, you will quickly realize that they're not, um, and and I think that's part of being human, um, right. and that's why you're able to show grace to others. Yeah, and understanding um, that people are gonna fail and that we're gonna fail yeah, too, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we're not yeah, justifying yeah. what he did and the yeah. things that he that he did were wrong. We want to bring them to light. Um, but what's in what's interesting though, is when you take all that into consideration, how people can you know fail and fail miserably and really yeah. bad. Oh yeah, but the but how you can leave a legacy that is lasting to others, right? And how even though he had this 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 major downfall with that case in Colorado, and I'm sure many other things that he failed at, yeah. and the preconceived yeah. ideas that people, you know, my mom 
was like, he's so cocky. You know, we were always getting arguments because she was a big Spurs <laughs> fan. My family's yeah, Spurs. Yeah, I was yeah, Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the point yeah. where we had to watch the games when they had those intense playoff battles yeah. in different rooms. <laughs> so I would be in my parents' it's room. Hilarious. They would be in the living room. And, like, I would be screaming. And I would be really mad when they were losing. My parents would, you know, my family would be screaming when the Spurs are winning. So it was, like, it was intense battles, right, going back and forth. Um, but I think it's important. It's, it's, it's con- um, comforting for us to know that when we fail – we can get up again and keep yeah. going. Yeah. And at the end of our life, we can leave a impactful and lasting legacy despite our mistakes. Despite, right? yeah. And I think that speaks to the gospel and the power of Jesus um, in our lives. That even though we do fail and we do that every day and I lose my temper and I get mad at Chantal or I think thoughts or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Like I, can, I have another day to try again, to get up again. And, and and do over right and so, yeah you move forward um, right moving forward I, yeah. I, I think I think something that um, people <laughs> th- uh, really admired about Kobe was his work ethic uh, mm. he there's famous photos of him having a broken hand in pajamas yeah. shooting right. with his non-dominant hand at right, like three right. in the morning or something like that right, right. because of his work ethic and, and I think that was evident in the fact that he got a, he won an Oscar he he would um, not just be a student of basketball, but just of like being professional, like what you did. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that's something that um, as trenders, we can realize um, the focus and the intentionality mm-hmm. that he had. The What people say, the mamba mentality. My, mamba this, mentality. This is hilarious. My, right. my, my, my little brother, <laughs> he has a book. He has the book uh, that he wrote. The, the mamba mentality one? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. And um, my mom complains to me. She's like, um, your brother, um, your brother, he, he only, uh, he doesn't clean his room or hop around the house because he says he has, he has mamba mentality. <laughs> like, he's so focused on school. <laughs> he's like, mama, I, mama, don't mess with me. I got the mamba. Yeah. Mamba mentality. <laughs> so, so you find that, you know, Kobe really meant a lot to people. Yeah. Um, right. In the right. basketball world and even outside oh, of yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, one thing, I mean, you, you hear some of the interviews. I just heard the one today on, on uh, Paul Pierce's interview on, the I think, the getup, where he was saying, like, there would be, Paul Pierce played for the Celtics, you know, big rivals between Lakers and Celtics, not just from this era, but from Magic Johnson and Larry Bird and, you know, from years ago. So it's, it's you know, big the biggest franchise with the most championships in the NBA history. Um, but Paul Pierce, who played for the Celtics during their time and their, their high time, too, says there would be no me without Kobe. He said there would be, because his, his nickname was The Truth, right? So he said there would be no truth. <laughs> the Truth, which I thought was overrated, yeah. but whatever. Laker fans, right? Uh, there would be no truth without Kobe. And I thought that, man, that meant a lot. You know, for someone that's, that was a rival their whole careers, to be able to say, look, I wouldn't have been played at the level that I played with if it weren't for Kobe making me play harder and train harder and work harder, right? Um, so he definitely brought out the best, not only in others, but there's this tr- funny story. You know, yes, Kobe was a hardhead and really uh, stuck on his ways. And if you didn't like it, you know, it's uh, this is how I do it. And did you see the story by Lou Williams and Nick Young? I think they had just lost to was the Grizzlies or Portland, right? And then Kobe, <laughs> they were a lot of them. The players had had Kobe's shoes, right? Because Kobe had his own line of shoes and. And so he went into the locker room and he was so upset that they had lost to Portland, right? When he's like, we could have won, that he took all their Kobe's, the shoes, and threw them in the garbage. And he said, it's because you guys are so soft. You don't deserve to wear my shoes, right? So that's the kind of Kobe, you know, he was just relentless in his work ethic. 
and wanted the best, but and then he brought out the best. I just heard a story too about Paul Gasol and the Olympics. Kobe was playing for the United States. Paul Gasol, a, a teammate of of Kobe with the Lakers when they were doing their championship runs in uh, 2010 and and all that. Um, they in the Olympics, I think it was 2010. The they had just lost f- to the Celtics, right? Where Paul Gasol, the center for the Lakers, was was labeled as very soft because he got beat up around by Kendrick Perkins and uh, Kevin Garnett and and Big Baby Davis. So what happens in the Olympics that LeBron was telling this story in their meeting this last this week um, was that Kobe bulldozes Paul Gasol, like literally runs him over. And everyone's like, wow. And then this, the uh, Kobe's personal trainer that's still working with the Lakers says this was actually to send a message to Paul Gasol that he needed to be stronger and not softer, right? To the point where when they got back to training camp, Kobe put his gold medal on Paul Gasol's locker because <laughs> he was like motivating him to, hey, I need you to play harder and to play. And what happens that next year is they, they beat the, uh, the, the Magic and then they go on the next year to beat the Celtics. And, you know, Paul Gasol really played, you know, really a heck of a game all those uh, the rest of the seasons. But it's just funny that Kobe was really not only motivating his rivals, but his own teammates in different ways that people would be like, that's kind of crazy uh, to be the best, you know, that they could. It, it's interesting because uh, there are a lot of people who played against Kobe, but like yeah. like Kobe even affected his like enemies. So right, that kind of right. like brings me to the idea of like loving your enemies and how do you oh, yeah, like how yeah. do you treat enemies? Like sometimes we have this idea that you're you gotta treat your enemies like they're your best friend, but maybe there's more to it. Maybe you have to be like rougher with your enemies, but still mm. show that you care. It's like right. the, the varying layers of how you communicate with right, people. Right. I or think just showing some, that respect, you know? It's yeah. like uh, you know you think about uh, Tracy McGrady who played for the Rockets and Magic and. They had epic battles to Paul Pierce. Like they, now, they were they were very they were even when they retired, they were very respectful of each other because they saw how you know how competitive. But yeah. not only that, but he mentored right other athletes too. Yeah. Once he, gra- he he graduated, once he retired in 2016, um, he went on to really take on a mentorship role, not only with his own family, and we'll talk we can talk about that and the care that you know the relationship he had with his daughters, um, but also with young stars in the NBA, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, he took on Kyrie Irving because I think Kyrie Irving's our age. Well, a year older than you, my age. Um, in 2010, yeah. he went to Duke and then started playing. And he, he mentored young yeah. people. And, and, and I think that's something that, um, that, that people who are very good at life tend to help mm-hmm. others. Um, those yeah. who don't yeah, um, help others aren't that good so right right so if you want to be the best in whatever field you are like i think about people listening Mm -hmm. um in whatever career you are like focus on sharing your wealth of information with others and impacting others because i Mm. think the the world really missing that kind of partnership and that community that's um, good where you support one another um you know i I cried multiple times you know i won't i'm not scared of telling people um, yeah. on, on Sunday I was, I was bawling, um, mm. different moments. Like I would be okay. And then I would cry <laughs> yeah, <laughs> typically yeah. because I'm going through like Facebook or, uh, Instagram or, Reddit, or, you know, or Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, something that just came to mind was, um, that, that Kobe really focused on his family. And this is mm. like where you find the, 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 the balance, um, aspect of life where, Kobe played in the NBA for 20 years for uh, with one team, which is 
a right. huge accomplishment for mm-hmm. in the sports mm-hmm. world. Um, and and um, my little brother, I give credit to my little brother uh, because he said this that really sobered me, that really gave me some like, you know, understanding. The day after, yeah. I didn't talk to many people. Sebastian, you called me, but I don't know if you noticed. I didn't really want to talk. I mean, we were both shocked. We were on the phone for like, (laughs) I called you immediately, I think, after hanging out with my mom. And we were like, we were just like reading through tweets and stuff together and just like on the brink of tears and just like, yeah, yeah, just quiet. We just literally were on the phone, on the line, not talking. Yeah. And that was me for the rest of the day. Like I I talked to my little brother the next day and, and he said how Kobe had this like insane like work ethic. Mm-hmm. Um, it, when you were traveling 42 games or 40, yeah, two games out of the, or 41 games out of the year, you're not with your family right. a lot. And he spent 20 years like working really hard, like hard. Like this is the man that's first in the gym at the beginning and always the yeah. last to leave. Like he yeah. is working right. so hard. But when he gave up, when he retired from basketball, he really left basketball. Like he didn't stick around. He didn't, he didn't like visit games often. He just stayed with his family. Right, and right. it was sad because he was such a family man in his second, yeah. pa- second career. Um, mm-hmm. But he was only t- able to really be with his family for like four years. And that just really breaks my heart. That crushes and, you. And I'm sure as a, as a father, you feel that too, you know? Yeah, especially as a father, like with have, my little son, son too. You, you my, can, my, baby, you really uh, my baby on the way, the second one on the way. I just really like were crushed. And, and I think I was mm. sad uh, because vicariously i was sad for his family and i was sad because what if this were to happen to my son so i really Mm. like had this moment of like edgar like you got to be there for like your family for your kids like it's easy in pastoring it's easy to get caught up with other people's problems but realize that you got to be with your own family and your family's own problems and i just had this like moment of just reflection that i you know went through this no i hear that man i know fernando had mentioned something like that where and we were just mentioning how like devastated we were and it was like it was just frustrating because it really felt like he was at his happiest part yeah. of his life yeah. right now right yeah. whereas he was finally like able to let go of the competition he's like no i i, I know i've reached the height that i could i i played the best i could now I'm, it's all about imparting wisdom to the next generation and then his daughter gianna now becoming a an all-star in her own role in high school middle school um, I think middle school, right? Because she's 13. She was 13. Um, and having that it factor. And, and then her, I know he had he, he kind of stopped watching, t- you know, uh, games and stuff. And she was like really into basketball. And so now he's going to games with her and, and teaching her stuff. Coaching, and like, yeah. He's very happy and he's pouring out wisdom to other all-stars and, and, and youth and, and players in the league and players that have been watching him as they've been kids like we did. And um, it's just crazy that, at least for Kobe, you know, he had his 41 li- years of life where he really lived a lot. But then the other people in that crash as well, it's just tough, you know, about life. Gianna was 13, his his middle child, um, with so much promise in the future. And as well as the other people that were in the helicopter with them, other, 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 kids, other, yeah. um, other um, what's it called, classmates and fellow, you know, sports players, basketball players that were in Gianna's team. Um so it's crazy. But uh, I mean, and one thing that I look at is how his death has inspired so many people. Um, you see interviews and people posting on Twitter and Instagram. And even in my own life, I'm starting to rethink and I'm like, man, I, am I really living every day like it's like it could be my last. Right. And he's inspired so many people to reach out and love more, you know, to make amends and to talk more often. Shaq had this powerful moment that TNT uh, they had canceled the Lakers and Clippers game on Tuesday night and they just talked about Kobe 
And Shaq was just like, man, I haven't talked to him um, since his his uh, last game. And I just wish I would have talked to him more. And uh, but I'm glad they had made amends, you know, and I, it's just like it's just it's, it's inspired so many people to get out of the way and be like, hey, I'm going to talk to someone that I haven't talked to in years or someone that I've just been upset at because life is too short to hold these grudges. And then you, before you know it, the person's gone and you never have that chance to say what you wanted to say. Right. Um, but yeah, one thing he just inspired, not only in his death has he inspired people, but in his life, he inspired others. He was a big proponent for athletes all over the world. He loved various sports, you know, a lot of teams, you know, AC Milan, he was, he lived in Italy for a while and very big. Uh, he, you know, uh, he was a supporter of, of women in sports, especially WNBA and, supportive and really probably went to more nba uh, wnba games when he's retired than actual nba games um but yeah just just did a lot and i know for me what he what kobe means for me is uh, beyond what we said he's just uh one thing that i saw in some of the interviews he's been talking about is that how talent is not an excuse for lack of hard work right and i see this in myself you know in the things that i like doing you know whether that be music or pastoring or being a husband just because you're good at it doesn't mean that you can take the day off and say, man, it's so easy to look around and be like, oh, I'm so much better than that person. Or look, I play this or I sing or I, I can read that or I can preach like this and I just do better. And Kobe never took a day off, even though he was at the top of his game and the best in the game. He was still, like you were saying, the first in the gym, the last to go, working on his craft, even if he was better than those around him. And he was competing against himself, which I was like, man, that's something I really want to take on and adapt and apply even deeper now is like man i just gotta do better and not get not conform and i mean i can always do better and having that and to a point where it's insanity right it was just crazy the level where he was going to but it his results spoke for themselves and man yeah so that's why yeah that, that, that talent is no excuse for lack of hard work and i'm gonna take that to heart take that to heart right there no I, absolutely i um what what um Kobe meant to me was um, he was always someone that I could uh, that brought joy into my life, especially as a as an athlete. And I don't think it's making a person an idol. Um, I don't take it to that extent, but it's 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 looking at some part of your childhood that really is the base layer of your life. And he brought so much like um, like hope and, and, and happiness to it that you, when he dies, a part of you dies or hurts as much and um i yeah. think that is something that really connected with, with me it was just part of my childhood um and mm. it was and it was kind of selfish um uh, because um at the end um you can only imagine what his wife is going through you can only imagine uh what the girlfriend of the pilot is going through because yeah. if 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 you are not aware of the situation um the 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 reason the the reason that they crashed was because of the fog. Uh, most mm. pilots, I have two good friends, um, they do not uh, fly into fog. You just don't mm. do that because when you fly into fog, you lose orientation of where you're at. Um, you can't see what's below. You can't. You, you can think you're taking a left, but you're actually taking a right. It's just, it's crazy what happens inside the fog. Um, and... Um, I, I can only imagine like what the family, the pilot is going, the pilot's family is going through mm. where people are blaming him and, and thinking about that, that coach, that baseball coach mm. who lost his wife, his life, his daughter's life. 
and now he's living like orphans, you know, and and yeah. and, and I really think that they're the ones that really, really hurt in a more existential matter um, because it, it really hits home. But I mean, they were part of our lives in a different way. You get what I'm saying? Um, and and I think that's something that uh, we I, I've come to realize. Um, but you know, our, our podcast we've been talking about Kobe a lot, mm-hmm. and because he's so uh, we had a <laughs> we had a podcast a few uh, months ago about sports, and I was wearing my Kobe jersey. You were wearing yours, like you are right now. Yeah. Um, but as trenders, how do uh, how do you think we cope with this? Like, is it Oof. first of all we already yeah. we already answered the question. Mm-hmm. Is it okay to cry when an athlete who you don't you didn't even meet or share a meal together? Is it okay to cry? And I think we the answer is yes. But yeah. how do you move forward? W- what do you think, Sebastian? Oh man, uh, I'm gonna take my cues from uh, Pastor Bob actually. That oh, Pastor he, Bob, there he you uses go. yeah, he's my senior pastor. I'm trying to remember the three points, but when he's when he, in his, in, when he does funerals, he shares these three points. He says, cherish the memories. Um which I think is what we're doing, right? The memories, uh, all, the, all the ideas. And I think it's, don't, don't stray away from it. Don't block yourself out from it. I think it's therapeutic to look at. And I'm looking back at pictures, you know, of wearing the my jersey or at, you know, at games or just, you know, you just start reliving moments where you're like, man, that was, I, I got on YouTube and just started watching his game winners or these crazy, you know, I watched his 81 point game versus uh, the Raptors and the games versus the Suns that were so sure. epic and his, his highlights sure. versus this, the, Versus the the Celtics that he just, you know, he didn't have great games, but he willed the team to win, right? And I'm looking and I'm just like shouting in my, just watching the game. And I think that's therapeutic. So cherish the memories and I think holding on to the hope is what, I forget the other two points actually, but uh, hold on to the future, right? And, uh, uh, oh, and it's it's okay to mourn. Cherish the memories. It's okay to mourn that we talked. And the third one is um, look forward to the future, right? So we have. I hope in the future. You know, you know, I I, I was thinking. Um, yeah. Shout out to my friend Garrison on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he mentioned uh, the idea that uh, I'm so glad. I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. I'm summarizing. I'm so glad that people are realizing Kobe's faith. And you know, I oh, yeah. I, I thought you know a man who was accomplished a lot is was he religious? You know, was he a Christian? Was he Buddhist. I know he mentioned some like Buddhism in the past and some self reflection, mm-hmm. some Zen that he got from Phil right. Jackson. But um, I looked, uh, I just Googled like was Kobe Bryant religious? And the number one, the first article that came up was a CNN article mm-hmm. of um, of what happened on that day that he died. Sunday he actually morning. went to a Catholic mm-hmm. mass um, mm-hmm. right before he got on the helicopter and eventually, you know, perished. And um, he w- he wanted to become a Catholic and be part of the confirmation. And, you know, um, we're not Catholic, um, but he did realize something that's interesting is that you had this gentleman who worked so hard, but even him, he even realized that mm-hmm. there's something bigger. And I right. think that we were designed to realize that there's a supreme God. Um, you know, we're not just mm-hmm. us. It's not just our own efforts. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and, and as as I you know I cried several times throughout the day. I'm not scared to say that I, um, hmm. I think men need to talk about you know times of like just crying. Um, doesn't mm-hmm. mean some sometimes people have an idea like men don't cry, but I think that really creates a unbalanced man because we're all emotional to a certain extent, and that's for another a topic for another um, hmm. another day. But 
Yeah. Um, I, I, I was going to bed and I was crying. Um, yeah. Just crying about like just the experience of losing someone. Anyways, and yeah. I said, God, give me peace. And that's it. That's you know, it. sometimes you just need to pray for God to give you peace, not to yeah. fix your problem, but to give you peace. And and yeah. the next day, I I went to the gym. I woke up at seven in the morning, six thirty, whatever. And I had this peace. I was ex- I was still like a state of depression, not right, you know right. clinical depression. Depressive and state. I don't want to yeah, yeah. don't want to yeah. offend someone by saying you had depression. You know, right? But I right, was right, right. like my body was just kind of like sad. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I felt I, that um, the same way. I've been feeling that. You know, you know what I'm talking about. And um, I I still I haven't said I've cr- I, I haven't cried since Sunday. But I've had this like peace that mm. helps me guide. You know, God helps us. He guides us through mm-hmm. our life struggles. Right. And I was talking to um, talking to a lady last night. I'm gonna go visit her at the hospital. She went through some things in her in her life, and she's like, mm-hmm. Pastor, I'm losing my faith. And mm. I didn't want to just be like preaching to her and telling her, you know, you you must believe this or, or that. I just said, look, I'm here just to listen and to support right. you, and right. I'm sorry. That's and I it. think that is something that we need to do. It, you, Sebastian, you're, you've gone through chaplaincy uh, uh, teaching yeah. And, yeah. and so forth, instruction, but mm-hmm. um, wh- wh- what do you think? Um, yeah, uh, is uh, is yeah. there a text that comes into mind, an idea from the Bible that, that yeah. can help I think us? There's, yeah, I think there's a lot that we can go to, and obviously we don't want to just spiritualize Kobe's death, but... Um, I think the main thing, and we've been reading through Ecclesiastes with our youth group on our youth youth uh, youth nights that we have on Wednesdays, and um, one thing that sticks out to me is just like everyone's ideas, like man, he's just gone too soon. He's forty one years old, and Gianna's thirteen, and the other survivors are like, I mean, uh, victims as well of this are, you know, some are old, some are parents, some are still kids, and and it just shows how fi- the final the finality or the finality. What is that? How you say uh, oh, explain, how the, explain the fragility, you, how fragile oh, okay. life can be, right? Uh, and how we're not eternal, right? There's a there comes a point where it's our end. And Ecclesiastes is a somber book compared to Proverbs. Yeah. Proverbs is yeah. very up and giddy and happy. Ecclesiastes is kind of like, what's the point of life, right? And we were reading <laughs> through Ecclesiastes too, and it really felt like it felt like it was Kobe's what Kobe could have said too, because Solomon is talking about all he's accomplished, and at one point he's saying like. People can, in verse 21 of chapter 2 of Ecclesiastes, says people can work hard using all their wisdom and knowledge and skill, but they're going to die, and other people will get the things they worked for. Very depressing, right? Very, like, uh, he <laughs> yeah. says, they did not do the work, but they still will get everything. That makes me very sad. It is not fair, and it's senseless. And so what he says, what, what do people really have after all their work and struggling in this life? Throughout their life, they have pain, frustrations, and hard work. Even at night, a person's mind does not rest, right? Like the piece wow. that you're saying, people don't have that. So he says it's all senseless. But then he says a, a key point that I think he's kind of t- trying to under realize um, what it is that life is all about. He says there's no one who has tried to enjoy life more than I have, right? This is Solomon speaking. And this is what I have learned. The best thing people can do is eat, drink, and enjoy the work they must do. That's the best thing mm-hmm. we can do. Eat, drink, enjoy the work you must that they must do. So... Yeah, I think Kobe says it really good uh, in a clip that we're going to play here. Have a good time. 
enjoy life. It's um, life is too short to, to to get bogged down, to be discouraged, or um, you have to keep moving. You have to keep going. Put one foot in front of the other, smile, and just keep on rolling. You know, and uh, that's that's what really is, this camp is about. And so, yeah, it's just crazy because. Uh, I think when we look at it, it's so easy to just get depressed and be like, man, what's the point of life? I'm just done. And it's another thing to say, you know what? I know my day might come at any moment or your day, Edgar, or Chantal's, our parents, our family, whatever it is, we don't know. But what we can do is live each day purposely and intentionally, right? Because um, we're not promised tomorrow. And I think, I know it's easier said than done, but now this has really shook me in these two big lessons that I take today is like, don't just go off of talent, like work hard every day and then every day be the best you can be. Don't wait for tomorrow and be like, oh, tomorrow on Thursday or on Friday or maybe on Sunday, I'll, I'll really try at this. And no, no, no. Do the best you can today because you really don't know what's going to happen um, tomorrow and we're not promised tomorrow. So I think it's just, I know it's a sombering, you know, we all want to be like, oh, no, you're going to be great. You're going to get, you're going to succeed. You're going to get everything you want in life. You're going to live a long life. You're going to, you're going to die at 95. It's going to be great. But the reality is it's not like that. Um, but as long as you're held on to Christ and hold, held on to God, no matter what you face and what you go through or when your time comes, you will be all right. And I think that's the thing you take. Too. It, it's going to be all right. You know, there's a time to mourn. There's a night, time to cry. And the beautiful part is that Jesus says that the kingdom of heaven is for those who mourn. He says, right, those who mourn will be comforted. And I think at this time, you and Edgar, I, Edgar, and other Lakers fans, as time goes on, will be able to receive that 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 comforting from God um, in some ways to say, hey, it's okay. I have Kobe. I worked through him in some way. I was able to speak life into others, and it's going to be all right. So it's with heavy hearts that we still speak like this. Thankfully, it's been today's Thursday, January 30, so it's been four days since the news broke, but I still ch get choked up. Uh, <laughs> I was telling you, Edgar, right, if I talk to my mom or to Chantal, when I'm about to cry, I will cry for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I can hold it up by myself, but as soon as Shaw got home on Sunday, like I just bawled. Like it was the deep, like the deep, like you know, like yeah. It's oh just, yeah, it's heavy stuff, you know. But but we press on and we live uh, lives that will honor the legacy of Kobe, remembering him and uh, bawling out like him every day. So yeah, any last thoughts, Edgar, on Kobe? Um, last thoughts is, um, yeah, don't take life for granted. Um, enjoy the people, you know, around you. Um, it's easy to get caught up with our busyness of life, but text people, tell them that you love them. Um, just be grateful that they, that they're in your life. Um, and yeah. when tragedy does strike, and this is something my little son and I prayed this morning before mm. we started our day, we said, God, prepare us for our day and lead mm. us through it whatever yeah. may come. Yeah. And, and, and I want to just teach my son, like, may God like direct us every day of our lives. And, uh, we don't know what the rest of the day, I remember, um, this happened. What was it? Uh, like one, p no, my son was snapping. So that means he was sleeping. So it was around one, mm -hmm. uh, when this happened, 1 PM Eastern, yeah. something like that. Or when the news yeah. broke. Um, and, and I remember like before that my son and I were outside and we were playing on the car. Mm. He has a little car that he plays with and it was cold. And I, I just felt a little grumpy because like it's cold and, um, we were outside <laughs> and then this happens. Like the whole day changed, yeah. the whole day changed. And, and I, and I just thought like, 
wow, I didn't see this coming in. Sometimes you don't think, see, the, th- see things coming in. We don't have the answer for everything, but may God direct us every day of our lives. Man, That's like like closing yeah. closing thought that, that comes to mind. That's good, man. We'll leave it there. Guys, sorry that it's a little uh, sadder or more sad episode, but we just want to talk about one of our heroes, one of our guys that you've heard us talk about many times on the podcast. And uh, thank you for all those that have checked up on us, that have reached out to us. And um, just keep the family, the, the Bryant family in your prayers, as well as every other uh, person that's affected by this and the people that were close to it. Um, and we press on. So hopefully as we have talked and journeyed through this, you uh, will continue to trend up. And uh, we promise that next week we'll jump back into relationships. I know you guys are excited and ready to get back into hearing more about our stories. But we'll continue next week with relationship series. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, keep living lives that are intentional and uh, honoring others, respecting others, and uh, striving to inspire others through your work ethic and through your life. So we love you guys. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to subscribe and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate us and share our content. Learn more about us by checking out our website. The link is in our show notes. From us to you, muchas gracias. And always keep trending.